Good morning. Good morning. I have to ask you a uh, critical question. Not did you sleep, but did you rest? Was your mind able to rest? Were you able to be at peace? Were you able to stop your mind from running all night, from moving all night? Were you able to unplug and detach, completely avail yourself to that fleeting commodity called rest? It's a book uh, out now called uh, Rest is Sacred. Rest is Revolutionary. Rest is necessary. One writer said, rest is a revolutionary act. So I hope that uh, for your body's sake, for your mind's sake, for your health's sake, you've been able to get some rest. I read something the other day that made me think about you. The American Psychological Association said that 72%, 72% of all Americans right in this moment are stressed about money, stressed about financial concerns, stressed about their personal economy. I don't know if that's you. I feel like it's uh, for a great number of them. There's several different tributaries that when you are contending with financial stress, that it'll impact you. Insomnia. Those of you who are having difficulty going to sleep at night, raise that hand. Let me know. It'll rob you of your sleep. Another one, very critical, very important. When you are stressed by finances, you either have weight gain or weight loss. Weight gain, weight loss. You either can't eat or you can't stop yourself from eating. Financial stress can lead you down the slippery slope of depression. You're so preoccupied that you can't enjoy life can't laugh, can't be at peace, can't go out, want to stay in. Financial stress will eat you alive and it is translated as anxiety. Unpaid bills cause your heart to pound out of your chest, have panic attacks, Lack of focus and concentration is what it take place. Now, the stress from money, hear this. I'm telling you, I'm going to set somebody free. The stress from money will adversely impact your relationships and your intimacy. Um, because you, you, you don't feel like loving you're not even in a posture or position to receive love. Uh, you, 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 uh, you don't want to be bothered. You don't want to be touched. 
You don't want to be around. You don't want a small conversation. Little things become irksome and annoying. When you're dealing with financial stress, you looking over there. How, how you over there eating like you ain't got a care in the world? You just going to sit up and watch TV? You, you going to show me something online you trying to buy? You want to go where do what? All, all of that compounded patent financial stress. Here's another area I wasn't even aware of. It's financial stress impacts your body. You'll begin to have gastrointestinal problems. Your digestive tract is off. Hear this. Financial stress contributes, drum roll, to diabetes. Financial stress contributes to diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease. All because I'm stressed out about money. And if you're not careful, contending with all of that, thinking through all of that, trying to process all of that, thinking of a master paying nothing but a pen inside my hand, all of that compounded pain, compounded anxiety, compounded stress. If you're not careful, it'll lead you to drinking too much, abusing prescription medication, illegal drugs, gambling, random sex, overeating, self-harm, thoughts of suicide, and, and that uh, that cycle of it is you you are up till you get that bill paid, then you come down and have to deal with uh, everything else. All this gnawing action. It, so it'll impact your mental health. Financial stress will impact your physical health. It'll impact areas sometimes your spiritual health. Do you know? If you ain't never been broke, you don't even understand what I'm saying. Do you know how sometimes the church makes people feel uncomfortable because they don't have an offering? Because they don't have nothing to give? And we've beaten people upside the head without any thought, without any mind of what's taking place in that pew? It's heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you 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 begin to feel prickly needles on your neck, on your back. Feel like a jackhammer's upside your head. If you love God, you're gonna give this thousand, thousand. I'm I'm trying to find a hundred. So what do you do with all of that stress, all of that anxiety, all of that worry? I'm gonna give you a couple of things. Number one, do not hold it into yourself. You're going to implode and you're going to explode. Find somebody who you can talk to it with. Here it is. And they've got to feel safe that one, they're not going to make you feel bad. They're not going to take it as an ask or as a request. But I've got to be able uh, to process the pain that I am contending with.
you got to have somebody within your social circle who you can, in fact, uh, be open. You can be transparent. You have absolutely no idea how to be of uh, some help. I want you to write that. I'm going to be talking about it on this coming uh, Sunday. 72% of black people, 72% of black people have never sat with a financial planner. Seven out of 10 of you on this line have never sat with a financial planner to say, what is my goals? What is my target? What is my timeline? What am I up against? What am I juggling? Is the heavy one. What is my budget? You got to sit down with somebody on a personal level, and you got to sit down with somebody on a professional level. What is my insurance? Do I have a uh, living will and a state? My child is seven and nine, they 10. What is my plan to get them to college? I want to retire at 68. I'm 47. How am I going to get there? In order for me to live comfortably, in order for me to be at peace, for me not to have to eat tuna fish every day, what am I going to have to do? You got to talk to somebody. Number two, it is you have to have, y'all don't like this. Black people don't like it. That's why I'm here. You have to have a family meeting. The Old Testament talks about a widow who's getting ready to lose everything. And the prophet says uh, to her, what do you have? Says, all I have is a vial of oil. Says, get in the room, shut the door with your children and begin to pour. I'm old school. I'm 80s babies. Listen to me. We go in the store. Ma, I want this. I want that. Grab you by the, don't ask me for nothing when we get in this store. But we never explained why. A lot of us never learned the principle of using money as a tool because we were only exposed to money as a prize. And because we were raised with money as a prize, we never use it as a tool. So when I get it, I feel like I won something. Not that I earned something. So as a consequence, as soon as I have it, I spend it because I see it as a prize. Yeah, I'm going to buy you that video game. I'm going to buy you those tennis shoes as soon as Friday comes. Why? Because I won this. You didn't win no money. You worked for that money. Sit down with your family and say, hey, y'all. This is what it is. This is where we are. I am doing what is necessary for provision. You, you all need to know that our utilities have gone up. Our rent has gone up. This car payment has gone up. Mommy loves y'all. Daddy is digging in, trying to get it done. So until things shift, you all, I am doing all that I can. A lot of us, we were raised particular, particularly in the black community. 
we're not going to discuss our grown folk issues with kids. But yet, with kids, you tell them your daddy ain't gave us nothing. With your kids, <laughs> you bemoaning and complaining about a cop and kind of sit down with them so that they understand budgeting. Now, all of us were raised with the pot. Uh, I ain't doing what your friends are doing. I'm tell you why. Your friends got two parent income in that house. Over here is me trying to put you through this school. It's me trying to make sure that you look presentable. Have a family meeting. What are we up against? We are in this apartment for another two years, but I'm trying to get out of here so I can finally get you all a house so that we can uh, develop generational wealth. I hope I'm helping somebody. Have a meeting with your family. Then take inventory. Prophet said to that woman, uh, that widow says, do inventory of what you have. Making $1,200 a week. But I got to spend this much out for my insurance. I got to spend this much out for my housing. I got to spend this much out for groceries. Here it is. Take inventory of your finances. What's coming in? How you're doing it? Take a track of your spending. One of the most critical things one of my mentors gave me that absolutely messed me up. It absolutely messed me up. I'm, I hate even telling y'all to do this. I hate telling you to do it. It's going to make it's gonna make you sit on the side of the bed and just scratch your head. I hate telling you to do this. Take a week. Have a journal or a pad. And write down, beginning on today, we pray together every Tuesday. Everything you spend money on from today till next Tuesday. I don't care if it's a pack of M&M's, it's a Snickers, it's a Starbucks, it's gas, it's nails, it's Scuba Eats, it's my Amazon card. Write down everything that you spend for a week. I'm telling you, next Tuesday, when you look at it, you're like, no way in the world did I spend this much money because a lot of people who are broke are broke because they have no budget. They're broke because they are not taking inventory of their spending. They are not being held accountable because they have used their whole check as a discretionary fund. It ain't. It is not. Y'all got to pull it together, y'all. Am, am, am I helping anybody today? List out all of your debts. What are my triggers when you're bored what site you going on why you keep revisiting what's in that card y'all ain't saying nothing when I was coming up you went through the mall you went window shopping now online you looking at it from different angles you enlarging it seeing what other colors it comes <laughs> you swipe swiping the see how it is that you can do comparative shopping. If they don't have it in my size, let me then go over somewhere else. Get off of those. You, you don't have it. 
I used to teach this uh, at uh, Empowerment Temple. If you are broke, there's no such thing as a sale. Come on now. If you're broke, there's no such thing as a sale. Somebody please write this down. I'm trying to help somebody's life. What are your, what are your triggers? Uh, how are you doing impulse spending? How, do you, how are you doing uh, stuff that pulls you out of your place? Take, I'm trying to help the people. God knows I am. Our financial problems go beyond money. Our financial problems go beyond money. We have tied money to self-esteem. We have tied, watch this, if you don't think that you have a soul tie with material stuff, I'm, I'm telling you, if you don't think you don't have a soul tie to material stuff, start pulling a pile together for goodwill. And see how hard it is for you to get that stuff up. I mean, you're going to keep revisiting the pile. I know I can't fit this no more, but if I can lose another 15. <laughs> Stop pulling stuff out of what it is that you're going to give away. I'm telling you, you're going to be in a pool or uh, a tug of war. Can I really get these shoes away? Yeah, it's become tied to our self-esteem. I got to keep having the newest, got to keep having the latest, got to keep having the greatest. And you're trying to impress folk who don't even know what you got on. You don't even know what that is. Come on now. Y'all help me. Uh, what, what, what is it in this financial thing until I get so wrapped up uh, in it that I'm doing, uh, as my daughters say, I'm doing it for the gram. I'm not even doing it because I want it. I'm doing it because people think that I, I should have it. I'm telling you, I've been a pastor, y'all, for 22 years. I've done altar calls. People come off drugs. Back in the day, those of y'all grew up in church, come through your cigarettes on the altar. Those of y'all that want to be clean from alcohol. In 22 years of pastoring, I have never seen an altar call for shopping addiction. I had never seen it in 22 years of pastoring, online or in person. And you see, because I'd be laid out on the altar. It'd be me. I'd just be pouring oil on myself. I'm telling you, we, we got to get to a place where we can, in the words of Shakespeare, to thine own self be true. You have to have a plan and stick to it. Here's a word uh, that we don't like using in the church, but I got to give it to you. We don't like using it. We don't like using it. That word is discipline. No, we like to be members we don't want to be a disciple because disciple means I am disciplined. I'm disciplined in my spending habits. I'm disciplined, here it is, in my eating habits. I am disciplined over my mind, over my body. We don't like it. The IRS showed up one day 
and they didn't even go to Jesus. The IRS went to his disciples and said, is the master, hey Chris, is the master going to pay his taxes? They said, we don't know. They went to Jesus and said, master, your tax bill is up. You're going to have to pay. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus does not start eating a fish sandwich. You got to start looking for a new linen robe. Hear this. Jesus does not go to a porn site. He doesn't get stressed out. He doesn't just start screaming on him. Why don't y'all just take care of it? Jesus says to the disciples, well, Here's the plan. I'm going to make you go back to work to do what it is that you are good at in order to pay it off. Denzel Washington said this famously, do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. I may give it to you again. Do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. Don't forget Jesus had already called them away from being fishermen. I'm sending you back because we got this bill. So we got to go back to what we know to do in order to pay this off, in order to work this off. He says, as soon as you catch it, reach into the mouth of that fish. You're going to find the two coins, and not only is it going to pay my taxes, but it's going to pay yours. You have to understand and you ascribe to a God who doesn't believe in minimal payments. Whoa! You believe in a God who is not going to do the minimal. Jesus says, I'm going to give you enough lavishly that is not going to just take care of what you need. It's going to take care of your friend's needs. I want you to get to a place that while it is that you are working through a master plan, I want you to add into that plan that I am not so self-absorbed and consumed with what it is that I am going through. God, I want you to bless me because there's somebody close to me who's also struggling. Somebody close to me that also has an outlandish bill. Somebody close to me that's facing a deadline. You you, got to trust God for it. Telling you, if you don't train your children in it, you'll end up uh, having to pay the cost. I read something uh, some years ago that says you have to raise your children to lead or else you will have to figure out why they stay. Raise your children to lead or else you'll be trying to figure out why they stay. My daughter's going to KMU in the fall. I got an email KMU on the other day uh, that says uh, you got more to pay. You and your daughter, y'all don't live in Florida. Huh? Yeah, 
y'all y'all register in state. You you gotta put some more on this. It's out of state. I said, hey. I said, hold on. Hold on, Bursa's office. Click over. All what you're saying, say this to my daughter. I need her to hear this. Need her to be a part of it. Tell you have that meeting. Have that discussion. Have that dialogue. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to pray for your finances today. But I want you to know that when Jesus found out about the bill, he didn't say run around the building three times. He didn't say yell to another decibel. He said, go to work. And when you go to work, you're going to get the results that's needed and necessary. Come on, let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this, your child, your servant. You know what they've been thinking about last night. You know what's on their mind this morning. You know what's in their heart last week. Now, God, I pray that you will open up opportunities for them to be able to walk into a windfall of financial gain. Pray that you will bless them so much so that their abundance will be a blessing to somebody else. I pray, God, that you will move on their life in ways in which they have not seen, they've not known, and they've not experienced. God, what you give to them, let it not be just enough. Let it be more than enough. God, I pray that you will change the positioning of their life so that they no longer function or think as a survivor, but they begin to operate as more than a conqueror. God, I trust you to do it. I believe that you can. I know that you will. Let June be the month of a complete turnaround. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight at 7.30 on all streaming platforms, I am teaching the 10 Economic Kingdom Commandments. I am teaching the 10, I see you, Pastor Mike, Economic Commandments. I want you to be a part of it. 7.30 tonight, New Birth Cathedral, live or online. I want you to be a part of it. I want you to hear it. On Sunday, I'm telling you, you what God has given me for Sunday. I'm I'm trying not to let the kid out the bay. I'm just telling you, bring every man you know to new birth on Sunday. I want you to put a seat. The Bible says he blessed all of them, but he didn't bless them all the same. Some 40, some 60, some 80, some 100 fold. Ladies and gentlemen, all of us are not functioning the same. All of us are not dealing with the same. All of us are not operating the same. Some of you are 40, some 60, some 80, some 100. Wherever it is that you find yourself this morning, that's where it is that I want you to sow. Some of you sow 40, some of you sow 60, some of you sow 80, some of you 100. Go to newbirth.org, push pay, text, uh, text to give, givelify. Uh, on our own secure website, newbirth.org, some of you 40, some of you 60, some of you 80, some of you 100. I want you to do it. 40, 60, 80, 100. Go to newburb.org right now. Others of you, if it is more uh, convenient for you, 
I've got a cash app, got a Crown Prince 07, Crown Prince 07, uh, some of you 40, some of you 60, some of you 80, some of you 100, but I want every person given because I believe that your positioning is about to change. Uh, I'm telling you, your trajectory is going to a whole nother level, and I am excited about it. Do my favor between now and Sunday, find yourself a financial planner, somebody who you can sit down with and carve out a strategy for your financial life. Newberg.org, Crown Prince 07. Uh, thank you, Sharon, for putting that on screen for me. Some of you 40, some of you 60, some of you 80, some of you 100, but all of you, I want to see you at 7.30 tonight, the 10 Commandments for Kingdom Economics. I'll see you then. Crown Prince 07.